Hey guys, this is Shannon, the mommy blogger. So today's going to be a little different on the podcast. I'm not going to have any background music. I'll probably run over 10 minutes and I may cry. (laughs) But this story that I want to talk to you guys about is my story. It's part of my testimony. It is not at all a good part of my story, but God is using this dumpster fire of a situation that I found myself in to glorify his good word, his good name, his everything. So I will speak about all of the messes in my life if it brings him glory. So here we are speaking about messes. So today's mess that I want to talk to you about is one that I really truly feel God has put on my heart to not just talk about in my testimony, but to minister to other women that are in the same boat, the same position, the same feelings in their life. And I am talking to you today about abortion. I want to talk to you about abortion today, not just to highlight my testimony and talk about things like that, but also to talk about the movie Unplanned and some post-abortive abortion recovery resources that I want to hand down to you because they have been life changing for me. So if I can do anything for a fellow post-abortive woman walking through the fog induced haze that she's walking in right now, I would like to offer you some light and some encouragement and some just hope that you are not your sins. You are not your mistakes. And our God is a God of miracles. Our God is a God of redemption and restoration. And there is nothing, 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 my dear, nothing you can do to make God love you less or to make God walk away. So it's time to talk about the nitty gritty of my abortion story. Um, I'm not going to get at all graphic. There are a few parts that are kind of, eh, but nothing to the extent that like kids can't listen to this. So if you have young daughters, you would like to hear my story and my message, feel free. There won't be any profanity. There won't be any gore. There won't be anything except for an absolutely horrible dumpster fire of a situation being glorified by the absolute life changing, life altering power of Jesus Christ. So without further ado, let's get to it. This is Shannon, the mommy blogger. I was 18. It was the summer after I graduated high school. The world felt like my oyster. And for a little while there it was. I had a sweet car, a new lease on life, and my future was right around the corner. But I had an addiction of the boy crazy kind. I was head over heels for a guy that was the furthest thing away from Prince Charming, I had given up everything in my relationship with him. My grades, they tanked so bad that I didn't even graduate on time. It was the most soul-crushing moment of my life. We were all kinds of wrong for one another, but for some reason, that is alluring when you're a teenager. Being with the bad boy has such an appeal when you're the goody two-shoes. I felt like we were Bender and Claire from The Breakfast Club. I envisioned us walking off into the sunset together, fists toward the sky, but that didn't happen. And I'm pretty sure it didn't happen with Bender and Claire either. 
We were off again, on again so many times that I wasn't even sure what we called one another. We were that dreaded friends with benefits gray area, and I didn't realize that I was playing an absolute game of Russian roulette until I found myself in a family planning aisle of my local grocery store buying a pregnancy test. The next thing I knew, I was banging my head against a bathroom wall, freaking out that there was a plus sign where there's supposed to be a minus sign. We weren't even a couple anymore, and here we were, in this weird in-between world of being almost parents and nowhere near married, or wanting to be married. Neither of us wanted anything to do with one another, and when the first words out of his mouth were, I'll pay for you to get it taken care of, I knew we would never, ever be getting back together. Dare you to write a song about that, T-Swift. A couple weeks later, I was walking into a Planned Parenthood, a day before Thanksgiving, and two days before my 19th birthday. I was hustled into a building with bars on the windows and an armed security guard. Not exactly a warm and inviting atmosphere. Every single person in the waiting room was terrified. We all had pale white faces like we'd just seen a ghost. Each one of us was a walking, talking zombie. I now know why I shut my mind off when I walked in. I wouldn't have been able to walk into that facility any other way. There was a momentary time of clarity right before the doctor walked in. I knew what I was doing wasn't terminating a sack of cells. The protesters outside made that very clear. Sure, I may not have had a full-term baby in there, but yeah, he or she was still a baby. But I was too scared. I was too scared to walk out of the room. I was too afraid of what my life would be like if I walked out without having an abortion. So I got on the table, put my feet in stirrups, and quietly sobbed myself into numbness. I definitely walked out of that clinic, a shell of the girl who walked in. Two years later, I did the same walk of shame back into a Planned Parenthood. Protesters yelling, same bars on the windows, but a much bigger facility. I mean, this one was a multi-level monstrosity that definitely looked more like a prison and less like a doctor's office. This time I had an escort and neon vest instead of an armed guard. But the entire scenario was the same. The same pale white faces in the waiting room. The momentary glimpse of clarity and the quiet sobs into numbness. The same kind of guy that made all the promises in the world but couldn't deliver on any of them. The same broken-hearted feeling as they walked out a shell of the shell of the girl who walked in. This time, though, I was of legal drinking age, so I proceeded to get rip-roaring drunk while on heavy narcotics. I didn't care anymore. I didn't care about the outcome. I didn't care about my life. I was a shell of a shell. I was damaged and broken goods. Who would care if I became a full-blown alcoholic to boot? I was so miserable, and I was so jaded. But I convinced myself that all women feel like this after two abortions. I mean, it's kind of impossible to feel moral and responsible. Imagine how reprehensible and vile you would have to be to do it again. Well, I didn't have to imagine. The third time was an absolute secret. I didn't even tell my mom. I couldn't tell a soul I was going through this yet again. The shame and condemnation I would receive this time would surely be enough to do me in. I felt like such a loser. 
I wasn't even walking in there a shell anymore. I was just a busted up bag of bones with a pulse. Yet again, I found myself with my feet in stirrups. But this time, the pain meds didn't kick in quite as rapidly, and I felt everything. It was the most excruciating thing I had ever experienced, and I've given birth three times. I don't really remember screaming, but the nurses said I did. I just remember feeling like death in a post-op chair, knowing that I wasn't going to be able to hide the pain I was in from anybody. I didn't know how I could keep such a life-altering secret. I didn't know how I was even allowed to keep making these life-altering mistakes. All of those mistakes happened when I was 19 through 22. I'm 30 now. When I became a woman, I put childish things aside. I have three beautiful girls, completely heaven-sent. I am a Christian, a mommy blogger, and I'm pro-life now. I took an abortion recovery class a few years ago that changed my life, changed my outlook on everything. I found out rather quickly that that sack of cells theory was just unfounded. I found out rather quickly that I'm not alone. I found out that I wasn't a weirdo for having regrets and thinking about it all of the time. I knew God was a forgiving God on paper, but up until that moment, I never thought of him being a forgiving God to little old me. If I could go back in time and tell that girl at each clinic to walk out, I wouldn't. Yeah, I said it. I wouldn't change a thing. God knew that abortion would be a part of my story, but God also knew that I could handle such a chapter in life's book. He knew that my story would transform around chapter 27 or so, and he knew that my heart would change. He knew that I would take lemons and make lemonade. He knew that I would fearlessly defend the woman and the unborn, and he knew that I would change my affiliation from pro-choice to pro-life. He knew I would leave those childish, hurtful ways behind me. I'm sure I'm going to ruffle feathers with this podcast, but that's okay. Abortion needs to ruffle feathers because we need to be moved by what abortion really is. I remember feeling that pitted feeling emptiness in my stomach. I remember thinking I could probably just walk out of here and find an adoption agency, but I didn't have the courage. Please don't twist my words though. Having an abortion doesn't make you less courageous than a mother who chooses life. It doesn't. It's a choice. And yes, it's a choice that can be forgiven and redeemed because I'm proof of that. Abby Johnson is living proof of that. And that brings me to the next part of this podcast. I really want to talk to you guys, not just about the movie and the book Unplanned, but um, also the companion devotional planned from the start by Lorraine Marie Varela. Um, and also the biggest part of my recovery process has been my participation in abortion recovery classes uh, called Forgiven and Set Free. So I'm going to spend the last part of this podcast talking to you about Abby's story, the movie, a little bit about um, Forgiven and Set Free, and then I want to close it out talking about this incredible devotional, and then I'll pray us out, and then we will get back to normal scheduled podcasting next week. 
But I just really first, before I start going into this, just want to say thank you for listening to my testimony. And um, I really just want to really commend you for making this step in your life. Because obviously, if you can listen to my testimony, if you can you know, show interest in, in abortion recovery and show interest in wanting to see unplanned that, you know, you're, you're obviously listening to what God's whispering in your heart. You're listening to what he's saying about, you know, Hey, I'm a God of redemption and I restore. And that's why I was a carpenter. I'm in the restoration business. And I totally believe that God is not going to leave you with this gaping hole and wound of abortion. He is going to take that whole and fill it with his holy power and his grace and his love and his mercy. And that is going to be the way we all tackle this horrible, awful that is abortion is by sharing our testimonies and hoping that by sharing our stories, we change the lives and and impact the stories of others so that they choose life instead of choosing to believe a lie. So anyway, uh, back on to talking about Unplanned. So the movie is out. It's only been out for a few days. It's already number five um, in in Nielsen, or not Nielsen ratings, but in, in box office ratings. Goodness, see, I spend too much time at home, obviously watching TV, not watching movies. So anyway, number five at the box office, incredible for a movie that had like zero advertising with the exception of social media. Wow. What an incredible testimony to God that is too. The fact that probably nobody has seen a trailer unless you went and saw it on YouTube. That's awesome. So cool. But anyway, the movie is incredible. It is graphic, but abortion is graphic. So that's why I got the R rating. But there's literally nothing about the movie that really kind of deserves the R rating. I understand why they did that. But you know what? Go see it. See for yourself and if, if <laughs> kind of put this little nugget in the back of your head as you're thinking, if this was such a horrible story and not true and it was slanderous and all of that, then why is Planned Parenthood not suing them right now? Why are they not bringing against class action lawsuits and lawsuits and lawsuits against this movie? Because they couldn't because it's true. So remember, guys, this isn't exactly something that... Hollywood is spinning. This is what's happening to thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of women all across this country and all across the world every day with the pain of abortion. So go see the movie. Go bring, honestly, pro-life friends. I would challenge you to bring a pro-choice friend to the movie and don't bring it so that like, obviously you're changing their minds because honestly, no offense, you're not changing their mind. God's going to change their mind. Go and have a conversation after, go to lunch after and talk about it and talk about the things that bothered you or that really struck you and really like resonated with you and keep the dialogue going because going to see a movie and then just going home and going about your daily life isn't really going to help the movement you know, move. So talk to your friends, talk to your pro-life friends, talk to your pro-choice friends and understand and empathize with what their position is too, before you just start spewing political jargon, please. Let's in this divisive nature that we are in right now, please, for the love of God, 
Let's be nice to one another. Let's give each other the benefit of the doubt for a second. Let's listen to somebody else's opinion. It might be completely different than yours, but that's okay. You know, as anyone who suffered the emotional abuse of abortion, you know, the middle is where it gets hard. You convince yourself you're fine. You convince yourself you've got this. And You just don't know what to do, but that's not something you just randomly talk about unless you're like me, who's a faith blogger and talks about these things all the time. A random person that's just going about their day isn't going to just randomly walk up to somebody and say, hey, I've had an abortion. But maybe by seeing this movie, you will give your friend the freedom to say, hey, I had an abortion. And you have no idea how freeing that can be to somebody who's been holding on to a secret something that they feel is so shameful and so awful that they couldn't tell a soul to know that they're not alone. Wow. That'd be a life-saving thing. So consider that when you go to the movie, it's not so much about changing a political platform. It's about changing hearts and lives and minds. It's not about like who you're voting for and what this, you know, brings to legislation. It's about your heart because in the end you can't take a bill or a constitution or you know a house of representatives with you to heaven you're going with your heart so put your heart in the right place give the movie a shot go see it hang out with a friend that's totally different than you spend some time with them eat some popcorn go to a movie hang out have some lunch and just live like jesus be neighborly be sweet be kind don't judge somebody, love them. Okay. I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but in all seriousness, if you are a post-abortive woman and you are at that point in your walk where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to start this process. I'm ready to start the heart work and the abortion recovery. Then I could not at all let you leave this podcast without mentioning forgiven and set free. This course is the most immersive, not just Bible study, but the most immersive therapy and a most immersive abortion recovery I've ever gone through in my life. The women that I encountered in this were, are literally like sisters to me now. We are all completely close. We are all completely sewn together now because we've experienced all of this with one another and the healing that I've reaped, the, the wisdom that I've gleaned from these beautiful women and these beautiful testimonies and this incredibly redemptive story of abortion recovery is life-changing. Life-changing. So um, if you are that woman that's like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to face the truth. I'm ready to face my you know past, confront the demons, and give it to God and know that God has already restored it. God has already forgiven it. God has already not remembered it. It's separated as far as the East is from the West. But you know what? You're not going to know that until you fully immerse yourself in this class. Because me telling you for four minutes or so on a little blurb of my podcast about how incredibly life-changing this class is, isn't going to do it justice. So if you want to take that step, Go and um, look online, Forgiven and Set Free. Find a church. I know there's a bunch of churches, especially in my area in Denver, that do these classes. So, you know, 
talk to your church, talk to your pastors, say, hey, I didn't know if maybe there was a forgiven and set free abortion recovery class, or maybe, you know, if you're feeling really led, if there isn't, maybe you could lead one. That'd be cool too. But just check it out. I promise you, it is incredibly life-giving to be a part of something like abortion recovery, which is ironic because you really wouldn't think something like that would, would give life. But God, God works in irony. He works in mystery. He works in all ways. So I really, really encourage forgiven and set free. I encourage any kind of post-abortive recovery, truly just talk about what you you're going through. Talk about your feelings. I mean, you know, this is no different than going to a therapist and talking. It's the, it's, you still have to get those thoughts out. You still have to get those feelings and emotions and burdens off your chest. You still have to get them somewhere. So give them to God, find a support group, find an abortion recovery group and just lean into it. And, and you would be amazed at what happens in your life when you do this. And you know what? If that is just like, okay, pump the brakes, Shannon, the mommy blogger. I do not want to do that yet. Then may I offer you a second opinion and a second option that is less daunting maybe and and less put me on the spot-ish as an abortion recovery plan. And that would be the companion devotional to Unplanned. It's called Planned from the Start. It's by Lorraine Marie Varela. This book is incredible. I've been having my quiet time every morning and I've supplemented this devotion along with the like three other devotionals that I have. But this one is my favorite devotional. I like literally will put the others aside just so I can just sit and meditate on this one because there is just so much wisdom to be gleaned from this book. There are so many stories. The stories are compelling. Each chapter begins with a abortion survival story, whether you're post-abortive or whether you survived an abortion. I mean, these stories are insane. And then they are followed with incredible devotions, incredible messages from God, and of course, the word of scripture. This book is life-changing. So if you're still on the fence about wanting to do a class, but you're like, okay, well, I could read a book. This is the book to get. So I would hop on Amazon. You can go anywhere. Um, Check out the film website, unplannedfilm.com, and you can order it there as well. This, I couldn't recommend it more. Like really, I'm, I am a huge bookworm and I love me some books, but this book, like I, I kind of might want to be buried with it when I die. That's how good this book is. So check it out. If you're a post-abortive woman, post-abortive man, a child who survived abortion, it's just anybody, anybody with a pulse, read the book. It's good. And if your mind's changed, praise God. If your mind's not changed, praise God. If you are still thinking that I'm just a cuckoo bird, Christian mommy blogger, cool. Thanks for listening and praise God. But you know what? God loves you and God wants nothing but good things for you. And even if you have to go through really dark valleys and really dark times, God still wants good things for you. So go online, get your tickets for the movie, buy the book, 
look for a forgiven and set free class, pray, do whatever you have to do, and just be open to the possibility that maybe, just maybe, it's not just a sack of cells. And maybe, just maybe, your kooky, Jesus-freaky pro-life friends might be on to something. So hang out with them because they're not as kooky as you may think. So word to the wise. (laughs) So I'm going to sign off here and I'm going to close this out in prayer. And I just want to say thank you for listening to this insanely long podcast episode. And I really hope you'll be back next week. I promise it won't be as long, but it still will be as good and still will be filled with scripture and truth and Jesus and all of the good things in life. So thank you guys. Love you. This has been Shannon, the mommy blogger, the podcast. Dear Jesus, I pray for every single person listening to this podcast right now. Lord, I pray if there are any post-abortive women, men, or children listening to this, I pray that they know that they are still just as loved and just as valued in your kingdom as they were before they had an abortion. I pray that every single person that's listening to this that's been affected by abortion knows that they are loved, cherished, and valued by you, Lord. I hope that they seek your truth. I pray that they seek healing. And I pray that they know that no matter what path they choose, you will be with them. I pray immense, immense, immense mercy and prayers over everyone who has had to travel the road of abortion and I pray that lives, hearts, platforms, minds, everything will be changed in regards to abortion by this movie, in regards to abortion by the book, in regards to abortion by all of these abortion recovery groups. I pray that there is absolute life change in the country and in the church and just in the hearts and minds of Christians everywhere and non-Christians everywhere, and non-believers everywhere, that if maybe we can't agree on the religious aspects, maybe we could just agree that life is life and life is precious. Please, Lord, help us to stop making mountains out of molehills. Help us to see things as simply as you see them. Help us to not overcomplicate. Help us to not cherry-pick your words. And help us, please, Lord, to keep God first place. Help us to keep you first place. Help us to keep everything in our lives in accordance to your word. Bless those who are listening to this. Bless those who will listen to this. And I pray for everyone who has been affected by this horrible, horrible, horrible thing that is abortion. In your name I pray. Amen. You've reached the end of another episode of Shannon the Mommy Blogger. Connect with Shannon and read her latest blog at holymamablogger.wordpress.com. While you're there, sign up for Mommy Blogger emails and subscribe to this podcast and curated playlists on Apple Music and Spotify. Praying for you, sweet friend. See you on the next episode.